0: Christmas is about chipping balls.
1: Jesus was chubby. Because okay. all rodents are afraid of the sound
2: of crickets. Seriously? This is all about a snowblower?
1: The filling in a Stephen King Bram Stoker sandwich. At a...
2: Damn, that's a giant boner. That's and
1: cradling weird. it like a little baby.
3: Fast times at Ridgemont High, all it's about is like abortions and date rape, and I was like, how many gremlins fit in a giant
2: I'm gonna put the duck in my pants for the rest of the episode. <laughs> my entire
0: family fucked me under the Christmas tree. <laughs>
3: Patreon.com slash book. Billy's out, out the house off somewhere being a pussy. Robots aren't pussies, (laughs) man. Billy's definitely not a
1: robot. When
2: are we going to open presents?
1: It's like having children, Lovius. They should expand pancakes and make them available all year round.
3: (laughs) I uh, imagine
2: this is what Morrissey's Christmas portraits would look like. (laughs) Give
0: yourself over to it.
3: That's right, I'm going to sweep somebody's fucking leg in a minute. Let's go the sex route. This is
1: how I make dating decisions.
0: (laughs) I'm just going to suck it right (laughs) out of the bag.
1: That's how he does love. naked from the waist down. I've got to tell you, I never thought Debbie Does Dallas was a Christmas movie, but lo and behold.
0: That was like a six-word orgasm pee.
1: No room for limey squirters.
2: Not one mention of a torch.
1: Put a Santa hat on the corner of your TV and it looks like people (laughs) are wearing it.
2: Jesus never gave Christmas porn.
0: So I saw your penis
3: and Barbie. 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 Well, we're going to send you guys Adderall in advance next time. I
2: had Lita Ford videos on.
3: But I'm waiting for the MILF on the shelf. She's kind of just a whole bag who has sex with all the elves.
0: Why are there three (laughs) butt plugs on the kitchen counter?
3: She draws a line of child abandonment. Welcome to Book To Where Two Guys Tell You About the Books They're Reading. I'm Rob Olson.
1: And I'm Livia Snedden. Welcome to the first ever Christmas Extravaganza Spectacular. Known in some circles as Bookmas. Merry we Bookmas, had- everybody. Yep. Happy Bookmas Yay. We had so much fun doing um, this year's Halloween uh what the hell do we call it? Halloween extravaganza spectacular. <laughs> no, no, it had it it was the spook-tacular. spooktacular. no, it was the yeah. spook spectacular, my bad. Uh, the spooktacular that we decided to bring back our co-hosts for uh, for that episode. So welcome back, Amanda and Jesse. We're not doing bios because last time Amanda went on for like 15 minutes.
0: I got lost and I forgot everything. <laughs> so if
1: you, if you need to hear bios for these folks, roll back like six episodes, listen to the spooktacular, and you'll get them all there. We're going to try to keep this one under two and a half hours.
3: Dude, what's weird is I was listening to another podcast and they had a Halloween episode. They called it the Spooktacular. So, that's lame. Thieves, dirty thieves. <laughs> it was not book related though, so they're not thieves in that respect. Just the let's other let's
1: respect. call them out. What podcast was that, Rob?
3: Um, it's like a, it a podcast called Tell Them Steve Dave. It's like a Kevin Smith related thing that I listen to. Let's
0: call them now.
3: Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's, I mean, that big of a deal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I don't think we just get to call another podcast. Right.
3: I,
4: yeah.
3: I mean, I, I just don't, I'm not looking forward to the inevitable. Who the fuck are you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, who's award winning, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. We did. We have won the awards. They you have know, I hear, them. I hear that probably by the end of the month that the, this is horror nominations will be announced. Fucking we better There's some space on my wall for a third award, so I'm Yeah, gonna... I tried to get I tried to get Michael Wilson to just be like, dude, shut up, you guys are already nominated. But he wouldn't, so I'm a little <laughs> worried now. he that. has some type of whatever judge integrity or some such craziness or <sighs> the unthinkable has happened or everyone's dead to us
0: oh I don't believe it
1: yeah I mean seriously and it's sad because there's some people in England I like and to kill off a whole country
0: <laughs> it's a small one though I mean really
2: yeah, yeah yeah it's true like the whole the whole thing's the size of Minnesota so I mean you could you could do
4: that
3: yeah probably with far less lakes far fewer lakes I'd imagine as well yeah lots more British people lots more Brits <laughs> <laughs> well, there is this place <laughs> I was at in Minneapolis yeah <laughs> where I, I it was a british kind of pub and and i had a steak this is fucked up i had a steak sandwich thinking all right this is going to be like just like a sandwich it was like an actual steak in between two pieces on of bread. Like between on bread bread yeah so like i'm trying Not to like eat, the
0: cute steak <laughs>
3: do
1: you know how difficult it is to eat a steak without cutting it
0: it's primal you're just like
1: ah. here though if you get a farmer's steak that's really what it is it's, that's it's, what it's the bread's
2: loves. for man
1: it doesn't, like the bread doesn't your, help, though.
0: So you're not holding It's to it keep your hands, your hands clean while you rip Damn into
2: that. it.
3: I guess. It seemed really weird. Like They could have at least been like... And they, and they didn't ask, like, how do you want your, like, this is a real steak, how should we cook it? They just like, steak sandwich coming up. It was really bizarre. Minnesota boats.
2: <laughs> yeah, looking... they're kind of rude there. They're not very British at all, from what I've been led to believe. I mean, we have to ask Craig Walwork about this, but...
1: Craig... I I don't know if he's ever been there.
2: Krieg.
0: No, it's Craig.
1: It's Craig
2: right,
0: with an E in the middle. C R E G. Craig.
2: That doesn't even make sense. How is that different than AI?
4: That's how you see. AI say is it. artificial Craig. intelligence.
2: <laughs> he's a robot. The other one no, is he's a sponge. What
0: well, you have to say, it, Craig, is not artificial intelligence. Intelligence. <laughs> so
2: is it Craig or Craig?
0: Craig.
1: Imagine like Craig Cray with a G at the end. No, no, it's like egg with a cr at the beginning. Yes, yes. Okay, Craig. Or a kr if you want to be edgy. No, I Does thought Does he, he know he's spelling H- his name wrong? Then. Welcome Merry Christmas, back. Mr. Wallwork. <laughs> so I'm
4: looking,
1: I'm, I'm looking at my Skype. I'm um, looking at my Skype, whatever program, and uh, Jesse doesn't have a a picture. But, Jesse, could you please upload a picture of yourself looking real judgmental like the other two that are staring at me?
2: <laughs> all oh, I see I'm, I'm on my phone. Of, That's why there's no picture.
0: I see half of Livius' face. That's all I have.
1: Oh, well, is it the good half? Because there's a good half, and there's a, also a good half.
0: <laughs> and two little block people.
1: For anybody listening, Livius just is right the... So-
0: mediator on the of
3: the episode so if there's no direction for this episode <laughs> it's definitely not my fault
1: <laughs> olivius is the mediator all right here's what we're going to do this episode i'm going to give you a little bit of a, the <laughs> formatting first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the human centipede. <laughs> and i've got to tell you i don't know about you guys but i have told as many people as i could that i'm reading the human centipede. And I see, I enunciate it and everything, and mm-hmm. nobody even raises an eyebrow,
4: <laughs> which
1: is a little weird, right? Maybe we
2: Well, see, the the problem is, is you're a driver, right? I mean, really, you need to be on a bus with this book. You need the paperback, and you need to be sitting on a bus <laughs> reading this book.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. That, well, that's my spindle though. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Older people just might like sort of make a picture in their mind and be afraid to ask and be like, "Yeah, I'm just not even going to pursue that." <laughs> I'm just not
1: even going to ask. The human centipede, and I would think people would be like, "What? What the fuck did you just say?" But they're like, "Oh." <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe we're just not as edgy as we think we are, and everybody is reading shit like this.
0: Or maybe they think it's like some sort of bike, and they don't know about it yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like did anyone else think this book would have been better if it would have been like straight up erotica instead of what it was?
0: I no, thought there no. was going to be a lot more sex in there.
2: I, it kind I of started did. out that way with Jessica sex. Claus, yeah. you know, All
1: yeah, right. like um, let's
2: let's go the sex route.
1: Jesse and Amanda have never so heard book before, so yeah, we're going to have to drive this book review portion a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, oh, like that's how you don't remember. People, people are like, "Oh, I listen to you all the time," you know. And then we're like, "All right, we're going to give it a rating." And they're like, "What? I don't, what? I don't. What, what's happening? <laughs> what am I supposed to do?" Here's what we're going to do. I am going to take about 15 minutes and read Adam Millard's um, biography. He is the author of this fine novella. Um, Adam Millard is the author of 20 novels, 10 novellas, and more than a hundred short stories, which can be found in various collections and anthologies. Probably best known for his post-apocalyptic fiction, Adam also writes fantasy horror for children. Why didn't we review that? (laughs) He (laughs) created the character Peter Crombie, teenage zombie, just so he had something decent to read to his son at bedtime. Adam also writes bizarro fiction for several publishers who enjoy his tales of flesh-eating clown beetles and rabies-infected derriers so much that they keep printing them. His Dead series... Has recently been the filling in a Stephen King Bram Stoker sandwich on Amazon's bestseller chart nice. when he's not writing
4: <laughs> when
1: he's not writing about the nightmarish creatures battling for supremacy in his head Adam writes for this is horror um, whose columnists include BC Furtney Simon Bestwick and Simon Marshall Jones sometimes Rob Olson but he didn't make it into this bio. Yeah, what the fuck, Adam Millard? <laughs> no, and that's some shit.
0: He just lost a star.
4: <laughs> yeah, a star rating gone.
3: is significantly affected by that. I take things personally. Um, I guess that means I'm doing the synopsis, right? This is correct. See, Rob listens to the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I listen Sometimes. to the show all the time.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, hey, so. I
2: listen to it before anyone else does, because I'm one of those cool kids who gets it early.
3: Oh, look at that. Jesse might be useful after all. Talking about Patreon (laughs) contributors getting early access to the episodes. Thanks for the plug. (laughs) Patreon.com slash (laughs) book.
2: What a bargain.
3: Get early access to the episodes at any contribution level. All right, so here is the synopsis for the human Santipede. Santa Claus is coming to town. At least that was the plan, but now his elves have started going missing. Uh, kidnapped by some insidious figure in a black cloak, and despite the magic swirling about the place, the toys aren't going to put themselves together. So begins a terrifying game of cat and mouse as Chris Kringle searches the land of Christmas for his abducted minions, unaware that he is to play an integral part in his foe's plans. Krampus is pissed at Santa after lending him his snowblower and never getting it back. His punishment? <laughs> To build a human centipede long enough to stretch around the land of Christmas. And at its helm, the jolly fat man himself. Can Santa, aided by his best foreman, Finklefoot, get his elves back, defeat Krampus, and save Christmas before it's too late? Or will Krampus succeed in creating the ghastliest single file organism the North Pole has ever seen? Ho ho, holy shit! Things are about to get messy. <laughs>
0: That that synopsis was full of spoilers. You can't chastise us for telling what it was about when that was know, like no, the whole.
1: I know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have to read the synopsis. To, like <laughs> like I, I was just like, uh, I just saw the cover and I was like, we have to read this book. Yeah, kind of a little bit of a giveaway there in Krampus, huh? Yeah.
3: Here's what I'm gonna say about that.
2: Total giveaway.
3: When you see the title "Human Centipede and the fact that it's 115 pages, spoilers don't exist.
1: <laughs> this is this is probably true.
2: That might be true, but had I read the synopsis, I would have been way less likely to read it because I would have been like, "Seriously, this is all about a snowblower." <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Do they have you ever a like had, we had a snowblower, Jesse?
1: <laughs> <laughs> having a snowblower than not having a snowblower is a
2: terrible thing. <laughs> no, I grew up, you know, with that thing called the shovel.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have those too. <laughs> <laughs> The special wide ones, so
1: you can get Yeah. There. All right. So this yeah. book kicks off um, weeks before Christmas. Um, there has been, a, a, was it a power out? Oh, a big snowstorm that has kept um, the, the elves from working. So we're kind of greeted with Finklefoot, the actual um, protagonist in the story, although he's not mentioned until very late in the synopsis, um, who's the foreman of his particular group of elves. And uh, they're way behind, so they're going to work triple shifts all the way through Christmas, two weeks straight. Um, but then things from there just get worse because there are other impediments in the in the process of making toys. <laughs> I think um, you
2: found the first flaw. of The book right there is like, it's a snowstorm that prevents them from working. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, they or really they, could like, use a you know, the, the North
2: Pole and shit.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then the kidnappings start happening, right? Uh, mm-hmm. the initial kidnapping is just a, like a, a, a man and his or an elf and his elf wife. Um Sisbo. Sisbo, right? I
0: remember that because they had the um, the Benefer Brangelina sort of yeah. combo name.
3: Elves not not immune to that so uh they go missing from their house (laughs) and um it's only when uh oh and then and then shortly after that rudolph the red-nosed reindeer maybe you've heard of him um also gets abducted and um so people start noticing like the next morning that you know these elves didn't show up to work and then someone notices rudolph is missing and uh Someone has to go looking for him, and it is Finklefoot, right?
1: Finklefoot. Yep. Finklefoot.
4: Uh, Finklefoot
3: is, is kind of elected <laughs> by Santa to be his uh, his private investigator in this case. Um, a very overzealous, not overzealous, uh, workaholic. I guess would be the right word for it. Elf um, who just doesn't want to do any of this shit, but has no real choice. And
0: he's like a George Costanza elf.
3: That's like, a he's really
4: good like, it
0: angry and like he does a lot of shit but he's not happy about it but he does it anyway and he's very cantankerous. Yeah. I pictured a little George Costanza sort of elf.
3: Did you hear his voice when, when Finkelfoot was talking? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amanda, can I'm I go with jerk store I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> jump off topic for a second. Um how are all the crickets in your area not dead yet? <laughs>
0: What are you talking about?
1: You guys can hear the crickets, right? Yeah. Okay. I have to imagine they're coming from Amanda's end. Because there are no crickets. They're not allowed within the Chicago city limits. So I know that they're not coming from Rob.
0: Wait. Hold on. Oh, shit. Hold on. It's the... um, (laughs) My husband has this thing. He thinks that, like, these sonic... um, These sonic devices are going to repel, like... (laughs) rodents and bugs.
1: Oh, I gotcha. So, like, what Because happens... all rodents are afraid of the sound of crickets. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mice are afraid of crickets. So that is the sound that you are hearing. So maybe it's they
2: were having, these. like, a bee in, in Rob's neighborhood or something. <laughs> you know,
1: I thought it during the, the, um, the Halloween episode, but I thought it's October. It's still kind of warm. Oh, Tell Okay. There, is it gone? She killed every cricket. Just, guys, that was...
2: That Damn, that's a giant boner.
1: Slaughter.
4: <laughs> smack, smack. Damn. Well, Sweeping
3: would, smack. All right, you know no one's gonna hear it because of the crackling fire that we're all sitting around anyway. So,
2: oh, this is very that's true. true. Yeah.
3: So, yeah.
2: I love it when we get together like that. Like this? So, you mean? Uh, like this?
4: <laughs> <laughs> like that? <laughs> I like, like this shoes, and like just,
2: that and like this. And a...
0: <laughs> Those are lovely socks.
3: This episode <laughs> didn't even
2: have rails to go off. Shit. This is the next episode, dog. <sighs>
0: <sighs> okay, and then they make the centipede, okay? <laughs> <laughs> moving along, right?
3: Anybody got quotes?
0: <laughs> Am I the moderator now? Yep. <laughs> right, I got a okay. quote. I have a green sword. Does that make me the. <clears throat>
4: Finklefoot,
1: okay, then um, unwittingly <laughs> becomes the <laughs> kind of. At that point, I think the book takes that turn. It takes that turn to your regular old private eye story, assuming there were elves and human centipedes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it does take a very hard boiled detective approach to um, his investigation. Um, so from there, you know, obviously it goes on, and, and maybe maybe he solves the mystery, maybe he doesn't. <laughs> And it incorporates
3: uh, Krampus and some mm-hmm. other, um, I guess, Santa-related characters from uh, from uh, what would you call that? Not history because <laughs> Santa doesn't exist, but like... from other cultures, <laughs> yeah, like Culture. lore, lore. Yeah, lore, yeah, yeah. So uh, and then the, so it's it's elves, these other Santa's companions, not like companions, like. Any baby kind of companions, but like companions. <laughs> um, trying to figure out what's going on, you know, where everybody's getting, you know, abducted to, and everything, and uh, lots of lots of. Uh, I guess the beauty of it is is in the individual moments, like the very offensive moments, the gross moments, the funny moments.
0: similes were the highlight.
2: Yeah.
3: Because it's not a very long. Did we mention? It's like 115 pages. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's... um. Here's the first thing I'm going to say. For I'm sure, I'm hoping that people at least are familiar with, with The Human Centipede, which was a very, very foul um, film. Did you guys... This was a lot less gross than I thought it was going to be.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is yep. not... I'm not saying that deterred from the book. I was kind of pleasantly surprised that there was there was less foulness in it than there was and what, the foulness that was in it was done <laughs> tastefully <Well.
0: laughs> yeah it was a lot more comedy than just basically describing disgusting disgustingness
3: yeah. it, was so, right. light, it was as light hearted as you can be when people's mouths are being sewn to asses
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> that has to be like on the book jacket somewhere <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, what is that? Everybody's arse to face. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, I think that with four of us doing this, we probably should move into quotes. Maybe a little bit of wrap up and a rating. Up. Yeah. I am going to. Uh, I'm going to kick it off, and I'm going to redo the quote. Uh, I mentioned this on a previous episode. This is the fastest I've ever highlighted a quote. This starts <laughs> before the actual story. So at the beginning of a of the, the book there's, you know, I don't know, it's like a song lyric and then like another song lyric and then there's a quote that's from Finklefoot, and that quote is elves shouldn't be treated like shit. We're not Mexicans. <laughs> um, not the only mention of
3: Mexicans in the book. The we're, we're not Mexicans happened quite frequently throughout the book. For the one time it was we're not Irish. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm going to do a quote that's pretty indicative of the level of humor you can expect from the book it's not even really tied to anything it's just a, a one-off um, uh, that's what happens when you don't conform you end up in sitcoms with Ricky Gervais um,
0: I highlighted that one too
3: <laughs> and, and, and that's one of the things about the the book is if you are an underperforming elf you get sent to the human world to work in Hollywood which is like the biggest like punishment anybody could possibly receive.
0: Yeah, I liked the whole Warwick Davis
2: cautionary tale. <laughs> <laughs> You'll end up in Willow.
1: <laughs> There's uh, an elf um, uh, woman who's talking to, or Finklefoot's wife, I guess, is um, is talking to Finklefoot, and they're having some discussion. And uh, <laughs> this is what kind of you know, Trixie shook her head. No need to be like that, she said. I was just making polite conversation. She picked up her book, Something About 50 Gray Sheds. (laughs) Quite why she was reading about drab garden structures, Finklefoot didn't know. (laughs) So there is a lot of, um, you know, simile, pun, humor in this. And all of it is done really, really well. Definitely a funny guy.
0: Yeah, the writing is, like, shockingly, I mean, good for this the subject matter I mean like there was some real effort put into like making it like a you know a real story (laughs) you know with plot points and a reveal and like a back story and
1: I'm not even going to read the quote but there is a a elf woman uh, I believe also of Drixie in the same I guess is uh, masturbates with a a large candy cane six inches at least
2: (laughs) I got that one highlighted I've Uh, got one here
1: go for it (laughs)
2: Finklefoot felt something akin to pride wash over him. He was and had been the most productive elf for nigh on 200 years in any other profession that would have been rewarded with a handsome pay rise or even promotion. But being one of Santa's elves was like being an elephant masturbator a lot of hard work with very little in the way of benefits.
4: I highlighted that one too. I
3: highlighted that one as well. That's good. Um, here's one. Uh, I I don't remember the context of the quote, but uh, you're like a fat Richard Branson. Now that, Santa thought, is not fair. He only had one aircraft, and it ran on magic, not the souls of virgins.
1: (laughs) That's good stuff, right? Yep. Amanda, you got one you want to share? My
0: favorite, I think, because I loved all the semilies, but... um just the mention in the beginning of it was rather disturbing sort of like a jihadi beheading video or a Miley Cyrus concert <laughs> <laughs> I liked those things put together
1: it's from uh, one of the uh, early abductions in the book
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, dread washed over him as he realized his wife was no longer cowering beneath the covers she was gone kaput as if consumed by the mattress it was an odd thing for a mattress to do but this was the land of Christmas where anything was possible that was good <laughs>
2: This is the land of Christmas where joy and laughter are spread like wildfire and chlamydia. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I
0: think my favorite part of the whole book was the conversation about the sheet that was covering the, the, the marker board where he had his, his his master plan drawn on. And they yep. it was like, ta-da. And then they start talking about the black sheet that's covering it. And he's like, this isn't about the sheet. <laughs> that was my favorite part. I like actually laughed and laughed and read that several times. Because he gets drawn into the conversation about the sheet when he's trying to explain to the elves that he's captured
3: <laughs> or the what his brackets. master
0: plan is.
3: <laughs> the, the brackets was mine because he, uh, <laughs> he keeps calling it his human centipede. But everybody who learns about it thinks it should be called... Because it's all elves and reindeer and Santa's a magical creature, so nobody's actually human. So they keep saying it should be the inhuman centipede, and he wants it to be the human (laughs) centipede, And they said, well, at least you should put in in brackets. And then there was a conversation about what would that sound like. And then someone says it, and they're like, oh, that's what it sounds like, which is fucking hilarious because we didn't hear it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But the brackets thing kept coming up, and there was a point where Krampus was kind of like... I'm not sure. Maybe we can do the brackets, you know. So
4: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
3: every time the title "Human Centipede" came up, there was a conversation about it should be in "Human Centipede" <laughs> okay.
1: at least with brackets. So that was, that it was also uses better. exclamation points as um, of almost as dialogue. Yeah, like quotes. Which I found kind there. of interesting too. Yep.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jimbo, or whatever his name is, like, it says one exclamation point, and that's mm-hmm. one too many. <laughs>
4: uh,
3: here's one. They pat him on his little ginger head and say, Oh, you're welcome, son. We've worked ever so hard to pay for all these wonderful things, but you deserve them, son, even though you're ginger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because
2: we're just so not deserving. <laughs>
3: i didn't know that i didn't know redheaded people actually don't deserve gifts yes <laughs> how did you not know that uh <clears throat> don't, no we one have mom. no
2: souls either yeah. <laughs> i mean
0: that's that's why they don't that's why the yeah
3: that's why the um, post just office, office doesn't want to
1: deliver to certain people's addresses apparently <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jessica Claus also Mrs. Claus um, appears in this book but she's kind of just a whole bag who has sex with all the elves every chance <laughs> she gets and she's like super hot like, like every time there's nothing else going on she's kind of twirling around a stripper pole <laughs> 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 she's excellent and you, can see, <laughs> you can
3: see her nipples on the cover for anybody that's listening you can go to Amazon and see she's number two in the centipede. <laughs> Number two. I do
4: have a quote. Yes. <laughs>
1: I do have a quote about her that I thought was kind of clever. <laughs> Jessica Claus knew less about the reindeer than even her husband. If you were to ask her the difference between a reindeer and a normal deer, she would say the latter came with umbrella with, with umbrellas.
2: <laughs> Yikes! I think I have a partial quote with her. Like you were talking about the stripper pole, and it said something like. It looked as if an octopus was having a seizure. <laughs> yes.
3: Ah, I remember that, yeah. Just toward the beginning.
2: Everything I highlighted is in the first, like, 50 pages yeah. of this book.
1: I've, I've got one more that I want to do, because this is just fucking brilliant. And I think this is pretty indicative of, of the, the fairly intelligent humor in this book, you know, being that the, the book subject is what it is. He snatched the walkie-talkie from his belt and depressed the button. Not to press the button, as in told it a sad story and called it a hurtful name, but pushed it. In. <laughs> um, I have a
3: quote that's surprisingly practical. All that truly mattered was that they had the necessary holes, and that they didn't put up too much of a struggle. <laughs> I read that and I was thinking that's god damn it if I made a centipede of people that's really all I would care about
0: I was right. like
1: this, this is, is my, my
0: information <laughs> you need
1: this is how I make dating decisions <sighs> <laughs> shh <clears throat> all right. who would like to start with a little uh, summation and wrap up we should have one of our guests do it although I'm not sure if they're, they are familiar how it works
3: Yeah, so for you guys, since you (coughs) don't know the format, uh, we basically do a wrap-up where we talk about our impressions of the book, and then we rate it on a scale of 1 to 5. I guess we could say 1 to 5, what, sections? (laughs) Instead of stars, or, I don't know. Just leave it as stars. Segments, that's what I meant, yeah. Segments.
2: You know, I'm going to give this, um... I'm going to go three segments here. (laughs) Three segments on this book.
3: That's it. No, no comments. Mic drop. <laughs> um, I
2: thought, I thought it started out really good, but then, what were we talking about earlier? The snowblower. I just kind of lost interest when I found out Krampus <laughs> was totally pissed <laughs> off about his snowblower. I, I just, I thought it was gonna be dirtier than it was, because it started weird. out really dirty.
1: Alright, that's okay. fair. Amanda, would you like to like to go next?
0: I'm going to go with three segments as well, based mainly on ambition and excellent similes. <laughs> like, I mean, because I, I was, I really did like the beginning more than I liked the end, mainly because I think that the novelty of the idea was like a lot more interesting than actually reading like a hundred some pages about the human Santipede. And I, you know, kind of enjoyed the novelty at the beginning. And by the end, I was kind of like, okay, so, okay so, so, moving along, moving along, moving along. There's a fight, water gun, whatever stuff's happening, getting there. So yeah, I'm going to go with three.
3: All right. love you so Ambition. So much. Um. I either way, Rob. I'll go. The way I look at the human centipede is, you have to go into it with like an astonishing level of like just understanding what you're getting into, which is basically like a fucked up book that you can't really expect too much traditional story structure from. Uh, that being said, there is an astonishing amount of like legit story um, yeah. packed into the 115 pages. Some of it could be a little bit more ridiculous than your than your typical book, like. The entire grudge being built around the fact that a snowblower got borrowed and never returned. Um, But I'm actually going to give this one extra segment that I was planning to. Completely solely based on the fact that that's where, for some reason, that's how uh, the the, the author lost Jesse. (laughs) Not any of the other crazy (laughs) shit that (laughs) happened in the book. (laughs) The snowblower was where Jesse threw up his hands. Uh, which I, I think that's amazing. So uh, that actually worked in his favor. Um, overall, it's entertaining. Um, I assumed it was going to be a little bit raunchier in the the sex category as well as a little bit gorier in the um, actual building of a human centipede. I was expecting at least one chapter on how Rudolph got added to the centipede alone because he's a fucking reindeer that flies. But, um, <laughs> there was this wonderful part where... And this is probably one of the more underrated moments in the book, and we don't really have to worry about spoilers because this book is kind of ridiculous. Um, where <laughs> at the end of, toward the end of the book, the centipede comes riding in on five reindeer
4: <laughs>
3: to join the battle to to win against the bad guy. I mean, some amazing stuff happened in this book. That the whole brackets thing. There was a lot of good stuff going on. So. I was originally going to go three, and I'm going to
1: go four segments for this. Wow. I'm going to echo, actually, I'm not going to. Rob, I think, hit the nail on the head in a lot of cases here. So, yes, far more story than I thought, a definite plus. Um, Far less just foul and nastiness. I mean... You look at this and you think okay this this pretty much falls squarely in the bizarro category right it, it has to so but instead of getting where a lot of bizarro books are driven by their gore and nastiness this was handled pretty tastefully so um i was very impressed at that it's laugh out loud funny in numerous numerous parts and um i really liked Finklefoot. i liked the Finklefoot <laughs> protagonist and i honestly i i think i think there are more mysteries coming from the land of, of Christmas, <laughs> and and I honestly, if Finklefoot was footing another investigation, I'd probably have to read another one. I'm going to go a little higher than Rob on. Whoa, I'm going to go four and a half segments. Whoa, half. <laughs> wow. half half segments are really nasty. You think that full <laughs> segments are bad? Ooh.
4: wow.
1: Really, really You're enjoyed go this. Four I'm really surprised half? you guys were like
2: three starring this. Well, I mean, it's it's British, right? Which it is I mean, British. I guess that, that's part of the thing. There is like it's far too restrained to be a human centipede thing because it's British. If this were American, it would be balls to the wall, Jesus is the driver, straight to hell, madness. But also, I'm kind of disappointed that in this entire British novel with all those British words that we know and love, not one mention of a torch. Really? They don't need a torch in an investigation? Holy shit.
3: (gasps) That's
4: true.
1: Jesse... Rob, would you like to retake your segments?
3: (laughs) I don't know. Jesse's seeing some good stuff. I think I'm going to stick with my four, just because. I, uh, you know, I stand by that. But, I, well, I, and
1: it probably had he have thought to mention you as a co-columnist, that this is horror. Who knows? There may have been, may have been an extra half segment in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He really
3: suffers from the fact that he didn't mention me.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right.
3: Now... Oh, that's
2: right. I'm going to take a half segment off of my rating. Down to two
1: and a half. All right, we are now locking in the segment ratings. <laughs> All right, so somebody, I believe it may have been Ms. Gowen, um, had an idea. We were kind of farming ideas for for a Christmas episode, and she thought we should have a. Well, first she said it was secret Santa, which didn't work out really well, but it it's like a gift exchange. So the secret part is is that we have mailed each other gifts. Rob and I met in person to exchange gifts, so basically each of us has three gifts in front of us from the other three people who are on you know, individually with us and uh, at times during this episode we are going to open these gifts so we are going to go ahead and open gift number one um, in a moment so if everybody would get their gift from Jesse ready uh, I would like ready. to say that Jesse sent his <laughs> gifts out earlier than anybody else which was nice <laughs> and I don't know about you guys but mine came in a uh, very nice red and white box with a little bow tie a uh, little yeah, bow on it a bow tie oh mine's it's bow still tie. in the mailer hang on can take it out of the mailer. <laughs> Sound effects make for great podcasting.
4: <laughs> oh, look at that box!
1: <laughs> See, This <laughs> nice. box is
3: awesome. It's a nice surprise. Yeah. This box so, is um, better than the gifts I sent to anybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next year, Rob's Secret Santa gift to somebody is going to be this nice red and white box with nothing in it, just the box. Like, look at how cool this box is. Um, so uh, I guess uh, we're we're ready then to open. We're gonna do this simultaneously, right, guys? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Go for it. Let's go ahead and open this uh, this gift. All
4: right. All right. Uh, yeah, he that sent that me
1: a bunch of wadded up newspaper. Me for... too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do I have to read these or? Oh oh, there is.
3: This looks interesting.
1: Holy crap! What the hell? Um, Jesse did we all get the same thing?
2: Yep. Oh my god. Okay. I've got one too. What? So <laughs> Look
1: at I'm gonna describe out. what I just opened <laughs> here. Um this I'm
0: shaking it well. Can you hear it?
1: Yes. This might be the coolest thing ever. I might appreciate this more than, than my uh, is, my other co host, Jesse DC so you know. <laughs> This is a. It's in an IV style bag, so it looks like like an IV drip that you would get at a hospital. It's blood energy potion, natural punch flavored beverage. Um, It says for drinking. It's B um, positive. Shake well. This is pretty goddamn. Open. Where do you even find this?
2: Oh, you know, around.
4: Around. Fantastic. So
2: so here we go. This uh, satisfies your thirst for blood. (laughs) <laughs> which is, you can even heat it up, apparently, in the microwave And then put it in a goblet <laughs> Which awesome.
0: is
1: fucking excellent
0: I'm just <laughs> gonna suck it right <laughs> out of the bag here It's
1: got a fang-tastic Fuck, you know what we need Is a vampire-themed podcast Fantastic fruit punch Oh, it fruit tastes fruit. good 80 milligrams Oh, wait, Amanda, you're already drinking it? I'm sorry, <laughs> was I not
0: supposed to? <laughs> 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 you said I could
1: it is a delicious for is delicious for vampires or humans, so <laughs> that covers everybody on the podcast. Garlic free. Alright, I'm gonna go for it. Limit one pouch for twenty four hour period, not for use intravenously or intravenous. <laughs> this I'm not going wow. to open this because I may just keep this just exactly the way it is. This is I a bunch of crap.
4: Start drinking
0: it now. Dude,
1: does everybody <laughs> have like themed uh paper?
3: Like the the thing the box was stuffed with.
0: I know the the magazine pages I thought were the yeah. gift. Like they're really, really awesome.
3: Yeah, it's like a magazine. There's totally a vampire naked vampire chick.
0: Yep. Us uh, for a vampire.
1: There's definitely some vampire nipples. Jesse, I get the feeling you may win this uh Jesse the expedition. Not that it's a contest. <laughs>
4: But you this just is... made it. One. <laughs> Somebody... Man, is
2: everybody drinking this stuff? It's not that bad.
3: I did not start drinking it yet. It I'm tastes, gonna save like, it.
0: Melted like Jello before it gets like <clears throat> jelloey.
1: I'm gonna read these fucking articles. This is in somebody's. West Raven was watching their movie.
2: Is Bussy what Bussy, magazine Bussy, is this lady.
1: from, Jesse? Do you know? Or
2: um, oh, that's yeah. from Diabolique. Diabolik. Nice.
1: I have the cover. I got the cover because I'm the best.
2: <laughs> Rob wins the special secret prize
1: I'm guessing yes, just, yeah. Indeed Jesse this is excellent I'm with Rob I don't know if I'm going to open this uh, This is getting Instagrammed live During the podcast Very good Alright gift one out of the way Three more gift giving sessions to go um, Next uh, next time we'll be doing um, Rob are we doing your gift next uh,
4: No uh, Okay All right, We'll we see
1: <laughs> We can, yeah, let's, yeah, let's see mine, That's us
3: Not right now, but like,
1: yeah, right. next. Oh, no, no, okay. All right, so um, the next topic we're going to cover this evening is Christmas movies, and I gotta be honest, I saw a lot of, so we all share a Facebook group conversation, I saw a lot of talk about different christmas theme movies. There was a stunning lack of, and not necessarily I want to talk about, but coming out of The Human Santapede, um and coming out of a Halloween episode, With these same um, four people I would have expected more horror on the list For Christmas movies Because there are a ton of Christmas themed horror movies
2: This is true There's Black Christmas Silent Night, Deadly Night
1: Yep, Santa Claus Like Claus, Claus. Yeah, yeah
2: To All A Good Night
1: Fucking Jack Frost, right? And
2: then yes, Jack Frost. Jack Frost. The that scene
3: at
1: the end snowman. of Jack Frost where they're advancing real slowly with the blow dryers, is one of my favorite scenes <laughs> movie. ever. Ever. Uh, yeah.
3: But yeah that, uh, uh... Um, what's the other one I was thinking of? Love Actually? Oh.
4: Yep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all my Very Love nice. Actually peeps out there. Sorry, Martin
1: Freeman.
2: Just in cases.
1: <laughs> but some of the movies we did come up with, Gremlins. And I'm surprised that um, as, I've always thought of it as a Christmas movie, and I didn't realize, honestly, until this year, that um, I'm not alone in in thinking that that is definitely a Christmas movie. Yeah, big Christmas theme. Yeah, it's
0: definitely a yeah, mm-hmm. Christmas tradition movie.
3: It definitely falls into that list of, like, it could be considered an incidental, uh, uh, inclusion of Christmas. Like it was more of a setting than like a Christmas, you know, themed story, but that's, what's great about it is like, there's all these little goddamn monsters running around ruining Christmas. It's fantastic. I may have watched it within the last couple of hours.
2: (laughs) If Christmas is the setup, does that make it incidental then? Because it all starts off with him trying to find a gift for his kid.
3: Okay. Not incidental. Uh, like more of like a, a, a setting than a, than a story right
2: yeah
1: than it being the driving force behind in the movies we mentioned the other horror movies i mean let's face it the santa claus is the fucking killer <laughs> all of us. i mean it's really it's true you know? <laughs> this one takes place at christmas die hard is another one that surprises me and and i i love love easily in my top five movies of all time but i i don't think of that as a christmas movie because i think in that case i think christmas is just the setting
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, I mean, I mean what if else it's... would
2: make it a Christmas movie? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay, so if Santa Claus was in the building, <laughs> like delivering <laughs> gifts,
3: Alan Rickman and... plays Santa Claus who's trying to bomb a building or something.
1: Yeah, see that that would do it. Yeah, but if it was Santa Claus as the hero and not, you know, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis. I'm just oh, Bruce glad Willis they have, the have like
0: the movies with the. Christmas background, so that you can make the excuse that they're Christmas movies and watch them on Christmas as opposed to just, you know, crappy Christmas movies. You can go Die Hard Gremlins, yes, look at the trees. (laughs)
2: Lethal weapon? Yeah, yeah. There's a
0: tree. It's Christmas.
3: Lethal weapon, probably. The most hookers jumping out of uh, tall buildings
1: in a Christmas themed movie. (laughs) Oddly, um, Die Hard. Was released in the middle of July. Oh, sure. Because I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe you know, maybe they had planned it for like a, a you know, like a winter release, so it gives you that kind of feel. Yep, yep. Released in the middle of summer. When was Lethal Weapon released? A long time ago. <laughs> in the did AD.
0: you see the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when they remade Lethal Weapon? Or they made like Lethal Weapon thirty something?
3: No.
1: I've never seen...
0: <laughs> Am I, I the will, only one drinking the fake blood that's got the yes. ridiculous amount of caffeine in it?
2: Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, I drink uh, mine already.
1: <laughs> January 1st, 1987, for
2: Lethal Weapon.
1: Oh, nice. Yep. New Year's Day, for anybody who, you know,
3: didn't know that. Uh, the other one actually... <laughs> oh, and it's so, almost
2: like a news report. It's like, here's what y'all missed from uh, Christmas while you were celebrating.
3: <laughs> um, I actually have a story at work the other day there was, like, a kind of an icebreaker moment where everybody was talking about their favorite Christmas movie. And I was so excited that I was going to throw people off by talking about how Gremlins was awesome and shit. And the first guy that gets called on throws out Trading Places. And I was like, you son of a bitch. You stole my oh. <laughs> yeah. And Trading Places has a little bit of an advantage on Gremlins because, dude, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is totally, like, boobies out in that movie, I think.
2: Phoebe Cates. Yeah.
1: Phoebe
3: Cates doesn't even
2: <laughs> That's when she went legit
1: <laughs> I have seen every movie that we have mentioned so far just in case David James Keaton is listening and keeping track <laughs>
2: Speaking oh, of Phoebe Cates doesn't Drop Dead Fred have a little Christmas action in it?
1: Alright see I didn't see that one Jesse went and fucking ruined it. <laughs> Drop Dead Fred I don't know if I saw that I know I've seen parts of it. She has the imaginary friend. She grows up, the imaginary friend comes back, right? And, yeah. And hijinks oh, and yeah. soup. And like her mother trying to have sex with the imaginary friend.
2: Hijinks.
0: What about, about Cecil B. Demented? Just, oh, yeah. That has like a Christmas story in it, right? Because the girl talks about like how she got into porn.
2: I think it just has like a Santa cap in it.
0: Yeah, because remember she wears the Santa <laughs> cap because she said. It
3: qualifies, apparently. Isn't that Maggie she, Gyllenhaal?
0: That's no, the girl with the no. That's not, <laughs> she has the red hair, and they're tell, you know they're, she's telling the backstory of like how she became involved in movies. And she was like, "When I was ten years old, my entire family fucked me under the Christmas tree, <laughs> and my brother kept yelling, jingle balls, jingle balls, jingle balls.'
2: And oh, like, Alicia Witt." <laughs>
1: sometimes i wonder if amanda knows other people can hear her (laughs) that's definitely moved to the front of the quotes at the beginning of the episode
0: (laughs) but that's her story and it's like extra interesting because john waters said they only wrote in that scene because they told him that the movie wasn't long enough so they decided to make her up a backstory so that they could make the movie long enough so he wrote that speech for her to say so that they can meet like their length quota. And that's like my favorite part of the movie. Jingle balls.
1: <laughs>
3: <Wow>. <laughs> all right. <laughs> anything else to say about Christmas?
1: No, I think that would to put a cap on it right there. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna top that for Christmas movie talk, I don't oh, think. All right. <laughs> so who's, no. so so um who watches It's a Wonderful Life? every time it comes on TV or any of you in that category? No.
2: Oh god it's no I changed the
1: channel.
0: <laughs> no no it's in the background. That's like a morbid movie that's really really common. It is
1: a really really depressing movie
4: it's and, and it's depressing. weird
1: because yeah. it kind of leads you into in another thought I had which isn't exactly a movie but I mean I guess I realized this probably when I was in my late teens um, how real depressing all the Peanuts cartoons are <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah Yeah <laughs> <sighs>
1: And, and that we still, to this day, they're still on television and marketed to children. Now, I love, I love, I'm a huge Snoopy fan. Um, but yeah, I just don't quite get it. I Recently, by recently, I mean over the last couple of years, probably watched all of them over the last two or three years. And not one of them isn't just really, like, borderline suicide depressing.
0: But I mean, children are actually really deep. So, like, the fact that there is, like, something out there, like, holiday, like, marketed towards them... That's not just about like yay rainbow sunshine buy this, <laughs> you know. It's sort of like we have deep emotions too. We're just younger.
3: I mean, you you learn empathy from those things. I know they're sad and everything. But yeah, like, we we see them like we as adults see them through the prism of the shit that we've gone through in life, and children just see it as like a story that has meaning to it. So you kind
1: of learn from those types of things.
0: There are lots of layers there.
1: Layers, Jesse. Have you ever seen any of the the Charlie Brown specials?
2: Oh yeah, all of them. Okay.
1: Right. You're really quiet there. I was like, maybe we're we addressing a topic he's not familiar with.
2: Oh, oh no, I was he hasn't heard up of peanuts. balls on YouTube. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I found it. It's under Cecil B. Demented. My whole family yeah. fucked me under the Christmas tree. <laughs> yes.
4: Of
3: course, of course, it is. We have ADD. This is the ADD episode. I know. I thought I, <laughs> I like to really focused people. We're going to send you guys Adderall in advance next time.
0: No, I'm going to have to stop drinking this blood or my teeth, is, teeth are going to start chattering. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just well, steered it into an in in intellectual the conversation time. and this is what happens.
2: I had Lita Ford videos on and then extreme videos. Dude, you and know that. Yankees videos on.
3: You know that Lita Ford follows me on Twitter and Instagram, right?
2: Oh, dude. Nice.
3: Yep. And I don't follow her. It's a one-way street.
2: But can she deflect bullets with the power of her rocking? That's all I'm saying.
3: If anybody <laughs> could. If anybody could, I'm assuming. The nuge. <laughs> all right. Should be. Uh, me- mediator?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm still here.
3: just
1: put the knife down. Get it away from I'm, your wrist. I'm... I'm I'm the last listener we have at this point.
2: Olivia, <laughs> <laughs> are you still breathing?
1: I'm, I'm here. I'm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners won't get that, but goddamn it, that's funny. All right, um. we're
0: going to talk about traditions and whatnot too. Am I the mediator now? I have a
3: green sword.
2: It yeah, makes sense. Not yet. Listen. I think Rob Rob was watching some X files tonight, I and I think that's in the Christmas theme there, isn't it?
3: Yeah, but we're talking about movies right now. Oh you know yeah we're not we're talking about wait
2: no he someone wants to talk about that moment in gremlins when phoebe cates didn't show her boobs
3: dude i was pissed about that i was watching gremlins tonight (laughs) and i was like that looks a lot Fast
2: times how do i
3: how do i know this chick and it turns out she's phoebe cates i'm terrible with like 80s movies and and i was like wait a minute she's the one that had the rocking boobs in fast times of ridgemont high But all she does in Gremlins is talk about how her dad got stuck in a chimney and died, which is, like, (laughs) super depressing. But then I was thinking about, like, how Fast Times at Ridgemont High, all it's about is, like, abortions and date rape. And I was like, I'll take Gremlins. This is a little bit more entertaining. (laughs)
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: (laughs) Um, Did I remember Fast Times right? (laughs) That's what I took Yeah, exactly. Pretty
2: much, yeah. Asshole friends, abortions, and uh, date rape. Definitely some date I also on. I
1: always thought that Gremlins was a very thought provoking movie, just not in that you just start thinking about Phoebe Case in <laughs> Fast Times at Richmond High. And, and the potential for more nudity in a movie that's borderline directed at children.
3: And it's probably the only movie that ever showed Judge Reinhold as a borderline successful person. Because <laughs> he was like the VP of the bank, and he was an asshole to Billy. But oh, Billy's kind of a pussy anyway, so he kind of had it coming. He's not the best protagonist. Yeah, but his
2: mom's a badass. His mother...
3: All right, so this is... All right, being so removed from gremlins for so long, coming back to it, I was like, suddenly there's these gremlins. Billy's out out of the house, off somewhere being a pussy, and they all hatch at home, and his mom's home alone. And the first thing she does is grab a knife and just start murdering the shit out of these gremlins, like, (laughs) without hesitation. She's like, the first one she sees, she kills it in a blender. Then she stabs the fuck out of one on a counter, throws the one in a microwave, and explodes it. In In the course of, like, 30 seconds, she's just this, like, gremlin-murdering, like, juggernaut. It's amazing. She's like Ripley, man. Seriously. You want to talk about a
1: strong female character? Billy's mom. So do you think the world needs a Gremlins remake?
0: No. No, it's perfect as okay.
1: is. Do you think we're gonna get a Gremlins remake? Yes. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Within the next Wait, five years, I'm assuming. The,
1: who owns
3: the Gremlins movie? Oh, the, Warner Brothers. Probably. Then I mean, that, if they, but if that
1: Spielberg, the Asian be... guy from the beginning of the movie with the little basement shop, <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: the grandpa, the crazy grandpa. Yep. Yeah. Three rules. Germans are a lot like robots. Three rules.
2: Robots aren't pussies, man.
3: Robots are not pussies. Billy's definitely not a robot. He's using a gigantic
1: vagina this discussion all already happened in a facebook message and at some point somebody i'm not going to name names because <laughs> um, occasionally i'm like i have to check this message thread because they might be talking about what time we're going to record this episode right so every now and then i'd look and just like read like the last three and all i know is it said how many gremlins fit in a vagina <laughs> <laughs>
0: he just said gigantic vagina it's a legitimate question
1: Oh, I think someone may have just given themselves. Yeah, a someone
3: drink. just outed themselves with the vagina question asker. Uh,
0: yeah. It's like the owl in the Tootsie commercial. <laughs> <laughs> the world may never
2: know. The world may never know. That Facebook thread should probably be bonus content for Patreons.
3: <laughs> it, that's, that, that's honestly not a bad idea.
2: Just take out the personal information, curated. like the addresses, you know.
3: curated. Well, we'll leave in the wrong address, Jesse, because <laughs>
1: <laughs> they. Um, I'm and,
2: sorry. And what'll happen?
1: People will be like, "Holy shit, Livius is on these episodes is just like the Facebook message. Like he doesn't say anything for a really long time, then asks like a really legitimate question, and goes back to just being silent, <laughs> ignoring everything else that's happening." Yep. Uh, you guys ready to do gift number two? Anybody else want to talk about movies? Did anybody watch the Peter Pan special? What? <laughs> The, the live well, Peter Pan thing on NBC last week. No, I didn't rewatch
2: uh... Sherlock. Okay, so,
1: all right, so okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Naysayers, I'm gonna say what Amanda's thinking. Christopher Christopher Walken plays Captain Hook in a musical Peter Pan. Now,
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> now, how do you feel about now? Now I'm yeah. on board. Yeah, all right. That's, that's gonna what be I some thought. Some good too. dancing. How I did want to
0: watch the whole thing. That was the thing. It's like if it comes out somewhere where I can fast forward to the Christopher Walken parts, then I will watch it.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's a little long too. I mean, it was it was three hours of television. So you know, after commercials, all told, yeah, sure, it'll be out on Blu-ray in in a week. But um, it was had to be you know two solid hours of of musical. Peter Pan's played by a girl.
0: Peter Pan's always played by a girl.
1: Yeah. Is it really?
0: Yeah. Like traditionally.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I I Julie never, Andrews I never is like seen, one of
0: the most famous Peter Pan.
1: I'd never seen Peter Pan before this. Uh, not in cartoon. You tell me Robin form. Williams is a girl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not his fault.
1: <laughs> Shit. did he saying. in like a uh, book it was, was it? anyway. I, I will I will be honest. It was it was really was really kind of gay slanted came across as really gay That's, of yeah,
0: yeah yeah but i think that was all intentional i think he has an excellent sense of humor i think he was like i know
1: how i'm gonna play this <laughs> yep, yep. it's
0: gonna be fun
2: Well
1: then there were like those the Tiger Lilies guys were all like Mostly naked buff Indian guys That always had a reason to be touching one another It was was a little (laughs) weird in parts um, Overall Walken did uh, An excellent job in that So I don't know if that's Christmas themed or not It's not, I mean it's Peter Pan seems like a Christmassy kind of Kind of topic And and it's not from the 80s like every other Christmas movie We talked about
3: (laughs) That's true We just don't care about Christmas anymore
1: no, no we don't. Is...
0: I care. I care a lot.
1: Right. We are going to move on to gift number two. If everybody would get their gift from uh, Rob Olson. Now, before um, you Regis. guys
3: open these, I want to do a caveat. Livius' gift is a little bit different than everybody else's, and that's because he also had a birthday on the December 7th. That's so, a, a that said, open away...
2: Does it vibrate?
4: No, it does not. (laughs) Oh
0: my god! Awesome. (laughs) This better be what's actually in the packet. It's absolutely yes. Yes.
3: All right, you guys. For the for the the listeners, we need to talk about what's going on.
2: Are these stolen? They throw it, like, you throw
0: them at the ground and you go, snap, I, snap, snap, pop, pop. I,
1: pop. I can't talk because I'm fucking speechless. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: They're little snappers that you. snappers. The puppets that you flick Amanda at the ground and they've, got, a, and they've got, like, small amounts of gunpowder in them or something.
2: I don't oh, know. Oh, we all got different like. things.
3: Yeah, everybody got something different. Uh, Amanda, I That's would definitely... That's what I got. I'm. I was no, I'm not gonna
0: pitch these at the floor. I want to though.
3: I was worried that yours, Smash yours. Smash them get in between your up. fingers.
0: Oh uh, yeah.
3: You can bite them too, but don't do that. Um,
0: yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite one. Though.
3: Don't do that. I'm gonna
2: do so
0: it. <laughs> Are you sure?
3: Yeah, uh, Jesse, can you explain the gift that you got?
2: I have got a rubber duck from the Colonnade Hotel.
1: That's awesome. In Boston.
4: Yeah. Ow. Shit.
1: To explain um, the significance of the Colonnade Hotel, it's where uh, Rob stayed um, during Boston AWP. That's right.
3: That's where the AWP crew uh, mm-hmm. spent their their week for uh, the Banarchy people and all that stuff. The whole mm-hmm. yeah, that's where we all stayed, and that's the rubber ducky from the room that I shared with Roger Saro.
2: It's like I was there finally. Yeah,
1: I thought you would like
3: that. I was there
2: finally. I've been waiting to be there for a really <laughs>
1: long time. <laughs> um, holy shit. Um, I am holding the Blue Yeti um, microphone, which is a significant upgrade from the current microphone I used to do this podcast. Holy shit, nice. Rob. Thank you. This is wonderful.
3: There it is. Yeah, this Libius's a, was like a legit, like, I had to give him like something like more a real than gift, like an incidental <laughs> gift. Yeah, because it was his birthday recently.
1: Oh, I'm going to hug this for the rest of the episode. That's I'm weird. cradling it like a little baby.
2: I'm going to put the duck in my pants for the rest of the episode. <laughs>
1: His are lucky I'm not like, all right, hold on. I'm setting this motherfucker up so I can use it for the rest of the episode. God, I would kill myself.
2: I'm only not doing this because
1: of <laughs> Amanda and Jesse, so if it was just me and you. I'd be like, all right, all
2: right. <laughs> Rob, how do I set this up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this
3: Go to blue.com. Alright, Sorry, phone. Jesse.
1: Rob's the fucking winner in my book. Holy shit.
3: <laughs> no, no, Jesse's winning with the blood so
2: far, if you ask me. I'm kind of scared to open Amanda's.
0: I'm trying to smack it on the table, but all I've done so far is like crack my knuckles like several times. Because you guys told me I wasn't allowed to bite it, so...
2: Bite bite it. it. Oh,
0: did it. Shit. Did you hear it? I did. (laughs) (laughs) That was way too close to my face. I'm not going to pop them on the table anymore. That was way too close to my face. Okay.
3: The weird thing, Amanda, is that that was just laying around my apartment. (laughs) Like I didn't even have to go out and buy it. It was just there. And I was like, hello, Amanda's gift taken care of.
4: <laughs> oh, oh
3: my god.
1: Alright. Um, Probably just
0: one more and then I won't bounce anywhere off the table.
2: Can we talk about the elf on the shelf?
1: No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Listen, you guys moderate however you'd like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: like, want, you I'm, I'm not too microphone. familiar
2: with this elf on the shelf thing. neither am
0: I, and apparently, like, it's, like, a thing, and you take this weird-looking, like, elf that's a little bit like all other creepy-looking long-limbed, like, Rumpelstiltskin-y elf creatures, and it's supposed to, like, spy on your kids or something. I don't know.
2: That sounds really creepy.
0: I know, I know, but they do it in, like, the schools and homes, and then Adam asked for one, so, like you know, and he he loves it. He's so excited about it. So, like, now i got to figure out what to do with this, but I'm like, it's supposed to be like a spy, so, like, w- he's supposed to, like, be really creepy and weird and, like, hide and, like, right? Like,
4: but yeah, then so... you look
0: it up and then there are just, like, pictures of it, like, doing stuff, and it's like this, I don't understand what's going on.
3: So my understanding is it's a way to keep kids in line by, um, so the Elf on the Shelf is the elf works for Santa, and the elf will see if you're doing naughty things. So you have to be especially um, you like know, he's, literally
0: he's literally watching; he's <laughs> literally through his yeah. eyes. That's yeah. creepy as shit. He knows;
3: he knows when yeah. you've been good or bad. And so it's up to the parents. Yeah, to I gotta take be like uh...
0: But then why does he do stuff? Like, why isn't? Don't you just like tie him to the side of your child's head and like make him wear him like all the time? <laughs> okay. if,
1: like, he does like, stuff because adults have taken the elves and made them do terrible things, like well, human Well, that's the only fun things
0: that I have been able to find, is like him Barbie having sex with Barbie. And and yeah. yeah. Like, well, like r- okay, that looks fun,
3: but... Normal parents are supposed to move the elf into different places so that it looks like the elf is actually kind of moving around and keeping track of what's going on in the house. Yes. Abnormal parents make it fuck Barbie, apparently. <laughs>
2: I don't know, man. I gotta be, like, all Mulder with the the elf on the shelf and be like, this seems like a really, like, kind of casual and cute way to, like, at an early age get people thinking that surveillance is just cool or okay, (laughs) (laughs) you know?
0: Right, but like wow. I mean, like I thought you were going to say there's probably a camera, and I was going to be like, like, yeah, you're probably right. There's probably a camera in an that
4: elf. <laughs> like, <Isn't laughs> I'm going to say
1: the interesting thing here is I went to elfontheshelf.com, and I, 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 I've heard of it. I think last year was the first year I heard of it. I'm pretty sure it's relatively new, right? Two, three no, it's years. Like
0: from the 60s, um,
1: I thought. Oh, is it? It's yeah. I, I think, think it was like a book. Crap. Well, I'm, there is. You get a book with it. So here's here's the description. But here's what I found interesting because I'd only heard about this. I think last year. It says the elf on a shelf, and then, of course, it's got the little copyright symbol. Mm -hmm. And then it has, it says afterwards, a Christmas tradition. Like, that's part of the name. And I was like, (laughs) that's really clever. This thing came out like a fucking year ago, and they're calling it a Christmas tradition. (laughs) It's part of the name. So you'll be like, well, yeah, it's a Christmas tradition. You know, it's been going on for at least two years. Um,
0: Well, the only way that I had ever heard of anything like this was I remember um, I read this Chuck Palahniuk essay that he was talking about um, his grandmother dying and them having to clean, he and his brothers and sisters going to like clean out like all of her stuff and she had had all of these um, little like puppet dolls that she had used, she was like uh, very very Catholic, that she sat all over the house that were also like these little puppets that she said that Jesus could see you, like what you were doing (laughs) And like they were everywhere in the house. It was like hey, Jesus, Jesus could watch get you through these dolls. Exactly, and she, they were they were like in the bathroom and like all over right. the house. And he talked about like how like everybody was terrified of those, but like after she was dead, everybody wanted them because they hated them so bad. You know, like because Jesus was supposed to be like. So, and I was like, so Elf on the Shelf is like essentially like the same thing, but like a in a prettier outfit, like. <laughs>
2: What? I remember that <laughs> essay. I didn't like it at the time. I should probably reread it. Now that it did not years. make sense
0: until Elf very on a nice. Shelf. I was like, what? Did elf and and I thought, well, I could dress him up like a spy and make him do, do like weird stuff. I could suspend him from like the ceiling, like he's got like little goggles and stuff. But apparently people just do fun <laughs> stuff and hang him on things and act like he's making mischief. and if he's supposed to be a spy, then why is he making mischief? if he's supposed to be like reporting, like he needs like a uh, like equipment, he needs a notepad. Well, I don't the understand thing that you know about America what I'm going to do we with
3: this. Don't do things the way they're supposed to be done. We just kind of do whatever we want. <laughs> so.
2: you should put them inside a Doctor Who foam box.
1: <laughs> there you go, Rob. You are the, um, well, at least one of the atheists on
4: this, on this yeah. podcast.
1: <laughs> um, do you have any Christmas traditions? Well,
3: I mean, first so I want to say, mostly... before we navigate away from the Elf on the Shelf, I just want everybody to know that I'm waiting for the Milf on the Shelf. <laughs>
4: they
0: make those they're called pocket pussies oh, sorry. I'm gonna, my mouth is out of control sorry
1: put that in the google search i always website. thought that i would be the one that says the most inappropriate things on this podcast so <laughs> that's why i'm glad amanda's around
3: <laughs> oh yeah she's got like she's laughed you like four times yep, yep. <laughs>
1: now if i could just get her to say something mildly racist
4: no, that probably
0: won't happen It really, you
1: know I'm just I just sure want you to apologize
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's, Amanda's a lot of things But she's not a racist How do you feel about gingers? Um, no,
0: I, I like yeah. Ginger. Yeah. gingers are Wait,
2: did you say no?
0: <laughs> no, I'm not racist I'm not racist
4: against How do you gingers. feel about gingers?
3: No, no. <laughs> just no I don't feel about gingers <laughs> Um, So, Christmas tradition, is that where we're going? Yeah,
1: Yeah. anything you've got in your uh, your family or in your personal life that you use as a Christmas tradition? Um, As a child, we did just the basic, like, one
3: present opened on the 24th, you know, Christmas Eve, as people call it. (laughs) Um, And then everything else was, you know, opened up on Christmas Day. It was a little weird for me because we didn't have a chimney when I was growing up, and we had Dobermans, so we were always worried that... (laughs) Santa was going to get attacked by our dogs, and um, so it ended up that Santa would just knock on the door and my stepfather would accept the presents, that was the, uh, until we realized Santa wasn't real. That was going on in my household. Um, um, As an adult, I was doing uh, Christmas night at IHOP for a while, which was basically when all my friends were in town seeing family. Once they were all done on Christmas night, we would get together and eat pancakes at IHOP, and it was a nice way to see people I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, cool. There is one time, so to, not to get too somber, and I know that I, I kind of like, I, I throw this one around more than I probably should, my father passed away on Christmas Eve like 10 years ago, so there was a while that during the Christmas season, um, the <laughs> the box that his ashes are in would get a bow put on it. So that's kind of a tradition, I guess you could call that a tradition. Little Christmas bow on the
1: box. Oh, oh, I I didn't think I'd have to have Rob go last for this one, but that probably a good way to close this this particular topic out. Jesse, do you practice uh, Christmas?
2: No. Okay. All
1: right. Moving right along. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> Jesse, anything you do Christmas wise? Anything cool, interesting, or
2: you know, like it's all about pancakes on Christmas Eve pretty much it's it's like a a breakfast thing you know for dinner so that's about it otherwise yeah no i mean i know when i was a kid i'd get up insanely early like probably four in the morning and poke around and whatnot and then wait endlessly until the given hour to like go wake people up and be like all right let's do this come on let's go (laughs) That was pretty
1: much it. Pancakes again.
2: Pancakes.
1: I have to imagine that Amanda probably has some (laughs) pretty interesting Christmas stuff going on in her life.
0: We watch American Horror Story, (laughs) like, (laughs) Christmas break. Like, it's just, like, happened to, like, coincide that, like, the last three seasons of American Horror Story has gotten to Netflix, like, right around the time that we put the tree up. And then, you know, like, the first season of American Horror Story, like, ends with a Christmas tree. So it's, like, I have, like, warm, fuzzy feelings, like, connected to that, because, like, you know, Eric and I will wait, and Adam will go to bed, and we'll just have just the light of the Christmas tree, and then we'll watch, like, you know, Chloe year or whatever, like, drag herself legless up, like, some stairs and stuff after, you know. And it's kind of, you know, sentimental and good feelings. Whose
1: fucking idea was it to have a Christmas episode with this group of people? That's what I wanted. <laughs> Don't feel so bad about
3: that box of ashes now, do you? And um,
0: we watch uh, Nightmare Before Christmas a lot, too, and a lot of westerns too, like at my parents' house. Like when we do dinner out there, there's always some sort of like we always loved um, like a lot of John Wayne movies. So we watched a lot of El Dorado, and Cru- True Grit, and stuff like that.
1: I am going to um, hopefully close this fucking segment out um, <laughs> with two things. One of them, and I, I always, I, I, I kind of tie this in, and mean, you guys will understand, this is not a Christmas tradition, but um, I grew up in a household um, with, with parents who grew up in Romania, um, and the, the tradition is um, St. Nicholas's Day, which is actually the day before my birthday. It's December 6th. Um, and it was always a big deal to me as a kid because if you if you were good, obviously, and if you left a pair of shoes, and I just looked this up to make sure my parents <laughs> were just making this up in the foyer but, you know, I grew up in an apartment so we'd leave my shoes in the window there would be candy delivered to my shoes by St. Nick the day before my birthday, which was super cool, because then it was that and then the next day was my birthday, so it was just excellent and awesome so, um, St. Nicholas looks frighteningly like santa claus but you know in that very kind of like eastern european way where he's like skinny and looks like he doesn't get enough to eat so that was always cool and i always kind of relate you can't go out to christmas in the sun. Yeah. yeah yeah i kind of relate that to christmas um, even though it's not christmas um this next one is just more of a, a kind of like a personal tradition something I, I i basically pretty much do by myself but um I always seek out what I think, and I think this might take us into kind of our little next um, little segment, as uh, we talked about movies with television. So, The Twilight Zone, and the episode where Art Carney plays Santa Claus, I think is probably one of the best. And so, you know, we talked a little, we mentioned a little yeah. bit. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life, but to me, that is by far the best televised thing I've ever seen. You know, regarding Christmas. Uh, Rob and I, I just heard Amanda kind of chime in with, "Yeah, um, Rob." Jess, are you guys familiar with this? Not a clue, dude. No. You guys have to I'm seek this out this it. year. Yeah,
4: definitely. I, I swear,
1: I tear up like a little girl every goddamn time. And I've been watching this you know, every year for, I don't know, 20, 25 years maybe. So, um, yeah, it's definitely my favorite Twilight Zone episode. And the, the setup, for those that don't know, is that uh, Art Carney is a guy who plays Santa Claus, but he keeps getting fired because he's a drunk and he's basically kind of homeless or whatever. And he is—he uh, finds a bag in an alley, and it is a bag full of gifts. And whatever whoever he's talking to, he gives them the gift that they want. It's just magically in the bag. It is my favorite Twilight Zone episode of all time, and I mean, it doesn't get much more Christmas than down and out drunkard Santa <laughs> getting to become the real Santa Claus.
0: Yeah, it's it's like beautifully done. I'm
1: crying. Well, I tried to yeah. something a little more you know, mm-hmm. than the ashes with the bow and
4: the <laughs>
1: legless women crawling up stairs <laughs> in front of a Christmas tree. <laughs> Jesse's Antics. like, "Fuck Christmas, yeah." <laughs> <get it. laughs> You got me right in the fields, Livius.
3: Right in the fields. Yep. So uh Okay,
0: do you guys do the Christmas pickle thing? And like because I thought this was something that Eric <laughs> made up and was just telling me about like. As, like
1: <laughs> let me, a, like, let me, his, let me stop
3: it. <laughs> it's something <laughs> he made
1: up and just told
4: you. <laughs> this, yeah. like,
3: this 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 isn't when like a boudoir thing, Christmas. right?
4: I
0: that's what I thought. I, I thought it was just like some sort of thing that he was leading into, t- trying to tell me about the Christmas pickle. But I mean, like seriously, it sounds made up, though, right? No, you hide a pickle in the tree, and whoever finds it gets a surprise. You know, like the
4: surprise, right? um, I mean, surprise? like, I
2: find it. it every year. I don't understand. He's the one who hides <laughs> it. He doesn't know where it is. Was this the bonus chapter to the Human Sandipede? <laughs> the tree
3: is my paints um, from, <laughs> from what I understand
0: Christmas <laughs> pickle uh,
3: i think it's like a german tradition or something like that it's definitely got some sort of
2: history um, that i'm not No, aware. it's in the US. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs>
1: Does anybody yeah, he, else think that the next time we do like, this, Dude. we should have Amanda's husband on so he can tell us about all these things he makes up and tells her and <laughs> be like, you don't believe it, should I tell her?
3: <laughs> Every year I find that pickle in the white man. <laughs> oh, the tradition is commonly believed by Americans to come from Germany and be referred to as something stupid I'm not going to say, but it's probably not. Unknown in Germany.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's commonly believed to be this, but it's not. Please donate $3 so we can continue to keep (laughs) on the If
2: everyone gave just $2...
1: Yeah. Listen, you think that shit's funny, but if everybody just gave $2, you know, I, I, I get where that they're coming from now, so.
2: <laughs> like, seriously, if everyone just did it, I think we should have the entire Gowan family on one of these episodes. <laughs> uh, you should
0: just bug my house for, like, one day. That
1: kid, that kid, he's like, you guys don't know what it's like to live here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you yeah, mean, like should bug? I was like, oh. What do you think premium Patreons are getting, Amanda? <laughs> How yeah, long has right. my present been in your house now? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that elf on the shelf came with a microphone. All right, Christmas pickle, then. All
1: right. Does anybody else have anything TV-related they like Christmas-wise?
0: I like the Andy Griffith TV, the, the episode, uh, with old Ben. You know what I'm talking about? And he's, like, mean on purpose, and he gets locked up on Christmas. Nope. When Andy... Andy Griffith, he makes them arrest te- this family on Christmas Eve for like running a moonshine still or something, and um, so they just move Christmas to the jail because this old mean man, like you know, is like you're. I'm going to call in the state or whatever they do. I don't know what they do on the Andy Griffith show, but um,
3: you know, they way move more than Christmas there.
0: <laughs> So the old man eventually like it's very very sad because he gets himself arrested on purpose so that he has some people to be with on christmas and it turns out like really really nice we watch that every year too that's really good i'm
4: not familiar with that one
0: see that doesn't have anything to do with like people without <laughs> limbs or like ghosts decorating a christmas tree with like their ghost stalkers like
1: spying it's on them does um does, does one of the people have like a bad limp on that episode or something
0: Yeah, he has a cane I think. See, but. there you go. <laughs> there <it
1: is. laughs> Rob, I,
3: I just Christmas watched TV. for the first time um the X-Files episode um the Ghost of Christmas I think it's called. And um it's got Will Lily uh Lily Tomlin, is that it? Tomlin.
4: Yeah.
3: And who's the dude? Ed,
2: Ed Asner.
3: Asner. Ed Asner. There you go. It's a great episode that I just watched for the first time, and um, it's the cool thing is. So it's basically these these two people who were rumored to have done had done like the murder suicide thing on Christmas, and then they haunt this house, and then um, so Mulder wants to go investigate on Christmas Day, and he kind of lures out Scully, and then they're in the house together, and it's um it has like so little to do with Christmas, um and it's more just kind of a ghosty weird thing. Uh, really good episode, but awesome. it had like. Yeah, like a nice relationship relationshipy kind of like we care about each other, you know, type
1: of thing to it. You gotta tell I you, know Hank Moody, one. Hank Moody bangs one hundred percent less chicks in that show than in his other show.
0: <laughs> I hate <laughs> Hank Moody. I want nothing to do with him. I love Mulder so much, but he is not related to Hank Moody. Like that's just not even the same person.
1: I can't. I love love Hank. Love Hank so. Much. I, I always Mulder. thought that he would be typecast as Mulder, and that's all anybody would ever be able to think about. But it's the same way I felt about William Shatner as like Captain Kirk. But both Benny of those Graham. guys went on to deliver, yeah, what I think are their their most memorable performances as other people, Hank Moody and Benny Grant Yeah, but if you if you think about it, like one of the things that Hank Mulder, Moody
0: is not more memorable than Mulder.
2: Oh, shit, here we go. You
3: he's
2: said a, it. He's a hero. Denise to the is people. more memorable than Hank Moody. Who? Denise in Twin Peaks. Oh, I don't. Like, I don't, <laughs> oh, I don't oh, think shit. that's on Californication <laughs> or the X Files.
0: Don't start talking shit about Mulder. Jesse I mean... just
1: threw the gloves down. Yeah, listen, listen,
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: I, I I
4: like.
1: I like Mulder, um. But yeah, I don't know. Hank Moody. They, I could tell you, they, Hank Moody would win the fight. Here's what they did though.
3: They took Mulder, who basically like. The thing that the cool one of the coolest one of the things I like the most about him is that he goes on these like big long like well spoken tirades about shit and then they made him a writer who has a lot of naked chicks around and he does these big long tirades about shit and it's the same thing they just kind of recycled the one of the cool aspects of Mulder into a writer who bangs a bunch of people yeah that's what I think yeah
0: but he has dumb hair
3: dumb hair the dumb hair argument can't go wrong with that that's what i got for christmas
1: christmas tv although the Charlie see, i've tried christmas. watching ten, twin what's peaks, that tw- i've tried watching twin peaks twice and both times i think i got about three episodes in and was like i just I can't do it
4: what what really <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Only three episodes.
0: You have to let yourself, you to give yourself over <laughs> to it.
1: The first time, I think I might have made it to four episodes, and the second time, I couldn't even, I couldn't even pull the trigger on episode four.
0: <gasps> so, did you even oh get to like God. the David Lynch episodes, like the episodes where he was in it?
1: Uh, I, Got I, I, be- I believe he's like a director, yeah. right? But I don't. Yeah, know what but he he's like, in so it. Like, I, mean, I couldn't tell you.
2: Vivius, you're like ruining my. December Christmas.
0: here. You're ruining his Christmas. You're ruining his Christmas.
1: <laughs> the podcaster that ruined Christmas. <laughs> I remember Livy's
3: talking to me about Twin Peaks, and he said he couldn't get past the part where, like, uh, um, the chick that was um, mm-hmm. the mother was screaming all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, that ends really quickly, though.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, because
3: I
1: turned it
2: off. <laughs> I was like, All right, I'm done. way too internet. much for me. To
3: help us. Um, You're missing so
2: much, Livius. I mean, seriously, like, when I watched Twin Peaks, when it came out, I'm like, oh my god, teenagers are so fucking cool because they sit around in the living room and record songs.
4: <laughs> That's true. I, that happened. I mean,
1: obviously... It is a super dated feel to it. I mean, it's it's heavily dated watching it. And um, I'm very tempted. I want to watch it again because I'm very intrigued at the prospect of them releasing it again. Is it 25 years later? Is that the right? 30? Continuing it or whatever. Or, well, what, yeah, I mean, yes. It's like actually bringing back the, the whole thing. So I'm intrigued by that enough that I might have to watch it. All of it, but I'm really stuck on rewatching Banshee right now, so they may have to wait till after that.
3: Dude, and if you want to talk about boobs, Fire Walk With Me, there's just like nudity
1: everywhere.
2: Boobs galore. Oh boobs.
4: <laughs> I feel like opening so is gift. This
1: season one and two and then the movie, is that the right order? Yeah.
0: Kind yeah, of,
2: yeah. Fire walk with sort me of. is all boobs and coke. It's Seriously. All boobs and
1: coke. Yeah, but it's like boobs from the eighties.
2: No, those were nineties boobs. Were they really? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little more acceptable. They're like Nirvana boobs. They're totally yeah, Nirvana
1: boobs. You those. get to run by Nirvana, yeah.
3: All right, so I was just... That was the sound of wrapping paper, because I want to open another gift.
1: All right, Um, Amanda. Let's do Livius. All right, let's do Livia's.
0: Yeah, I've been... Yeah, okay, let's
1: Amanda's last. Yes, we're going to do Amanda's last. <laughs> All right, here we go. So you guys all got the same gift, but a different variation. So oh my god, your wrapping paper is unique to specifically you.
0: I love the paper. I love
3: the paper. The paper. Oh yeah, the paper. Um, <laughs> mine is Charlie, Charlie Brown Christmas paper, and I've got a beard. In the last <laughs> oh my season.
4: god! I think Livius wins. Oh my so. god! <laughs> <laughs> oh this
2: is perfect this
4: is beautiful
0: (laughs) I'm gonna hang this up Oh,
2: (laughs) this was Linda's idea wasn't it Um,
1: uh, yes (laughs) Yes, as a matter of fact it was (laughs) oh
4: god
1: this is going on Instagram immediately (laughs) see and that's the this is exactly how it happened I was like I really don't want these getting out but Rob Rob will be the one and there he is I'm Instagramming this immediately um, do we right, do you, know you guys want me to talk about what 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 you guys got since I know what all three of you got <laughs> and I could probably describe it a little more accurately uh, yeah
2: okay. I've got a photograph of what appears to be a cherub in a Santa hat
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so all three of you got a picture of me um, in what I could best describe as whenever you see those posts like Look at these awkward family photos. <laughs> so um, Jesse has me as a cherub. Um, Amanda has me kind of glazing off into the distance, holding a book and looking very regal, I might add, in that picture.
0: With the Santa hat.
1: With a, Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it's outdoors and I am wearing a Santa hat. Um, that was way too small for my head, too. By the way, I did seriously I had like the worst headache after taking that thing off because I have an abnormally large head. Your hands
0: uh, are beautifully folded. Thank you. <laughs>
1: and, and Rob has me doing the the you know heart with my hands, kind of lame ass. I do.
3: Here, so, it's um, gonna go in our Facebook conversation so that only you guys can see it. Yep. So I um, imagine
2: this is what Morrissey's Christmas portraits would look
1: like. <laughs> in uh. In retrospect, the original idea was to actually do a themed 12-month calendar, but that was way too much fucking work, so (laughs) just to be honest, that would require a level of work I wasn't ready to do, so there you go, guys. And I know Rob's always looking for things to put on on the walls at his his, uh, home, so...
3: Uh, Yeah, this is definitely going to have a prominent location in my apartment when nobody is around. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So merry Christmas, kids! School picture, <laughs> just so I have to explain
2: it. Oh, you're wearing the book T-shirt, of course. I don't see that in mine.
3: Hell, there's no pants. I don't know. You didn't get the whole picture. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I Rob's, no Robs, I'm naked from the waist down.
3: <laughs> That's how he does love, naked from the waist down. All right. Oh, well, thanks, Olivia. Awesome. This is very thoughtful of you.
0: It's awesome. It's awesome. I thought of another modern tradition that I forgot to mention.
2: Fucking under the Christmas tree?
3: (laughs) That's what reminded her.
0: (laughs) Um, My best friend and I, since we were, like, end of high school, sometime in college, we've recreated La Pieta, like, um, with Mary holding, like, Jesus out. She's taken down from the cross. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, we recreate, like, the, um... Like, it's a Christmas tradition, like, every year, you know, I'm Jesus and she's Mary, and we pose, like, the (laughs) statue or the portrait, like, with me, like, with my head in her lap, and her, like, looking, like, you know, we pose, like, we're statues, and we change it up a little every year, (laughs) but we do it every year, and, um, like, last year, Adam was, like, an angel in the background, but he was wearing, like, his Captain America costume, because he just happened to have it on, (laughs) so, like... We do that every year. Like, that's a Christmas tradition. Um, So, And then we sometimes look up statues and different pictures and paintings and stuff to get new ideas to, like, kind of, you know, modify our poses just slightly so that we can, you know. Uh, So that's actually a really big Christmas tradition.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Amanda, I hate to break it to you but everybody does that
0: oh, yeah, I'm just I mean, the only if, one to admit to right?
1: if you have good google skills you can find dozens of pictures of Rob and I doing exactly that
3: <laughs> oh, that yeah. you You must be tapping into your roofie supply for that because I don't have any knowledge or memory of that Oh, well, then funny.
0: obviously Rob you're Jesus mm-hmm. yeah
1: you're, yeah, you're Jesus the one that's tubby, not right? doing so well in that picture <laughs> Jesus was chubby.
0: You gotta work on your serene facial expressions to get that just right.
3: (laughs) You gotta learn from Livius' photos.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You would make a good Mary it's perfect you know, I'm
2: not sure why but I always kind of want to watch true romance around Christmas is that a Christmas movie oh, dude. Or am I just like kind of making Which this up in my idea? mind
0: make it a Christmas movie
1: <laughs> do the thing that people are doing where you put a Santa hat on the corner of your TV and it looks like people <laughs> are wearing it <laughs> everything's a Christmas movie no, you might be onto something. That might be. I've got to tell you, I never thought Debbie Does Dallas was a Christmas movie, but lo and behold, <laughs> earlier this evening, I was like, "Look at this!"
4: Dude, that's.
3: <laughs> we didn't look into Christmas porn. That is one area
1: we didn't cover. Oh, well, if only there was a way, because we need another. We need one other topic.
2: <laughs> <Apparently we laughs> there is a way. It's called this... the internet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we all got it.
1: All right. Let's see. Let's see. Do 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 do. Showing results for Christmas porn because apparently has a good search words, history,
2: right? Christmas those, porn video. One of those
1: words were wrong. I'm actually on a computer that has zero antivirus protection, so this, this might go badly really quick. Um, Gift
2: exchanged by the Christmas tree.
1: Yeah, there are um, the oodles and oodles of pages that came the north uh, <laughs> pole.
2: A big tit Christmas.
1: Are you guys making these up because they're actually pretty good, or did you find a list?
2: No, they're, they're, on, they're on a
4: Google server.
1: Okay. <laughs> I just said the North Pole because it sounds naughty. Naughty? Gift exchange by the Christmas tree. Uh, let's see.
2: Porn Last channel one. releasing single and bid for Christmas number one. Is this like a musical thing? Like the Love Actually like musical single competition?
1: There is um, ChristmasPorn.com exists.
4: So I'm not point. joking.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, and it's not owned by Rob because I saw that and Rob was like, "I'll buy that domain."
2: Apparently, yeah. BuzzFeed can prove that no one watches porn on Christmas. Really? That's that is, what they say. That is a total lie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I
3: know for a fact.
4: <laughs>
2: Jesus never gave Christmas porn. <laughs>
3: I'm actually, while you guys Amanda,
2: do you want to chime (laughs) in
3: on this?
0: I don't know. Are we talking about Jim Cavizzo? Because that's where I went with Jesus Christmas porn. I was like, yeah, maybe.
2: (laughs) Wow. It's a very Andrew Scott Christmas. Is is Jim (laughs) a
3: person of interest for you? Oh, see what I did there?
4: Oh.
3: I'm actually trying to look up Clarence Worley's birthday to see if it was actually a Christmas... If if you could tr- classify True Romance as a Christmas movie. It did take place in the winter time. in Detroit. Does anybody care about this? It's a fucking amazing movie.
2: I, I care. <laughs> I know, see, that's why movies... Just because it was in the winter time, I'm like, oh, wintertime, it's Christmas. <laughs>
1: Christmas. <Yeah>. Snow <laughs> pairs, it's Christmas. This guy in that movie is wearing a sweater. It's a Christmas movie.
3: <laughs> plus the hat on the corner of my TV like Livia's <laughs> Exactly.
2: <laughs> this Christmas all British people who want to watch porn will be forced to register for strict, moderate, or light service with their internet providers.
1: Yeah, so Britain just did I was reading a um, a Vice article earlier this week it says nothing to do with Christmas or this podcast or anything. It's a, really <laughs> but it a lot weird to do with personal life.
4: <laughs> on, yeah. On, oh,
2: on, yeah. It's like on, anti-female pleasure.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Anti-female ejaculation, like not allowed in British porn anymore. Wait, ejaculation
3: or orgasm?
1: Yes. No, ejaculation. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, there's no one allowed to have any fun. Just to make sure I was understanding that right
0: don't even, it's porn. They're not even allowed to pretend.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So, um, but yeah, so the the Brits have some weird things going on. Christmasporn.com probably isn't even allowed in Great Britain.
3: Like, it's probably... Limey squirters. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I gotta gotta interject real quick here. Apparently Gawker's in on this, too. It says, no one jerks off on Christmas Day or Thanksgiving. And there's all these little infographic maps... It says on Christmas Day, porn viewing was also down 22% on average, except again for Japan, where porn viewing actually increased by
0: 8%. Do you think that just has to do with people are really busy and they don't have time? Yeah,
2: well, they I'm
4: thinking they just you, take you either... five
0: minutes in their car before they go into family dinner. Well,
4: okay, <laughs> but I,
2: I guess. Cry they're...
0: and jerk off, and then go they're... inside.
1: But
2: well, they, facing... they do have those like, public showers on the street in Japan, so it'd be easy to clean up.
1: <laughs> They're basing it on actual porn viewership, so unless you're watching in your car, Amanda, um, <laughs> they, they can't really track that.
2: They don't but take yeah. away your phone in the white van. <laughs> yeah, I think,
1: I think, yeah, it probably has a lot to do with the fact that either you have a house full of people or you're at someone yeah. else's house. So it's kind of either one is bad. In, in,
0: in. all right, open my present now.
1: Alright, we are going to open
0: <laughs> the gifts
1: that Amanda sent.
0: I'm the moderator now, Does David. anybody
1: need to get a knife or anything? Because this thing was like ninja taped. Amanda, can I ask, did All you right. um have the post office tape this, or do you actually have I, the paper taped I you I up have the lot wet? Of, I have
0: a lot of
2: weird tape in my house.
1: That's really quick.
3: Cool. <laughs> That's like straight up shipping. Right? Oh
2: shit, it's not what I thought it was.
3: Hold oh, on. I just started. I saw it
2: uh, from uh... the back side, and I thought it was
4: something totally, <laughs> totally different. Did we all get the same thing or different things? Yes. <laughs> yes, they're handmade. Right. They're for your desks at work.
2: <laughs> it's very lovingly rolled.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... Oh. <laughs>
1: this is a... Best thing, is it looks like
2: homemade Play-Doh that hardened... I don't... Someone else it's want to sculpy. come with this? Is? is this a plastic? of anyone? No. No.
0: No. It's not necessarily what you think it is.
2: (laughs) I mean... um, It is if you're not looking at it from the face end.
3: (laughs) I I, um, am. It's... um, (laughs) I think the the polite term is marital aid.
0: (laughs) It's a snowman. It
2: is a wacky, waving, inflatable, arm-flailing snowman. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's it's a snowman that's, that was put on some type of diet. Because he's really kind of skinny, except for his head that's a little bit bigger. Um, and and he's amazing. definitely got plastic arms and um, black eyes and black teeth. And I'm not sure, this isn't a carrot, this is um, some type of bead. It's a snowman. This is it's very a cool. clay snowman. <laughs> It's a clay snowman. <laughs> but it looks like it looks a little bit like the snowman from Jack Frost. <laughs> no. Mine's also got some nice
3: ribbing. Minus the, the
2: shower rape.
3: Yeah, definitely some ribbing. I'm sorry, Rob. Yours has extra parts. What
1: were you saying? No, it's got some like ribbing. There's nice ridges in the front. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Amanda, mm-hmm. this is this is wonderful.
0: You have to put it on your desk. <laughs> children children won't know what it looks like. It's not shaped like a dildo. I know that that's what you're thinking. <laughs> but dildos are only funny if they're at least two to three feet long. And I could not
4: <laughs> pay well, shipping. Be insane, yeah.
0: It was a lot on shipping. So it's actually, if you think about it, something else sort of like that, but like... Um, but with the larger base at the bottom, that's more like something different. It's uh...
4: Like a butt plug?
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I said they were just snowmen. Eric walked into the kitchen and saw them and was like, oh, my God.
4: They were on a plate, and he was
0: like, why are there three butt plugs on the kitchen counter? And I was like, they're snowmen.
4: <laughs> <gonna> be the- <laughs>
0: and, and then Adam came in and was like and Adam came in and was like yay snowmen and I was like see they passed the family test these things are subversive you can put them on your desks at work and no one can ask you or they're basically admitting that they know what butt plugs look like
2: <laughs> uh, I've got my next to my Buffy box <laughs> <a> Box <butt> <laughs>
0: I even wrote on the bottom
1: so they were like, yes, yes. Oh, like nice little person yes it oh. says on the bottom of mine this is not a butt plug. Do not use internally.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, if you put this inside you, all it would, like, anyone who walked in on you would see is, you know, like, say, to Jesse from Amanda. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you like? that, guy, that guy really loves Christmas
3: snow, 2014. <laughs> what kind of Christmas 2014 butt plug are you using, buddy? <laughs>
0: but if anyone asks about it you can always just be like my niece made that
3: <laughs> like, nice. dude is that
0: is that, a, is that a that's a snowman my niece made that
3: <laughs> all right there we there it is the uh
0: <laughs> i have i have a really, I have a really there's the gift christmas exchange. Story. <laughs> i have a wholesome christmas story that actually relates to this sort of in a way <laughs> don't be scared I
3: cannot wait for um,
0: this you can actually like the story of like these are not necessarily Christmas penises but
4: <laughs> there
3: you
0: <laughs> there actually there once was a Christmas penis about 14 years ago about 14 years ago I was working third shift at a BP truck stop <laughs> this isn't going to get like I'm weird I'm so I know. sorry <laughs> It was the best job I ever had. Like all I ever did was read and play poker and like different people would come in and sometimes we would get like during the winter um I mean you didn't usually work alone at night. But um during the winter people would you know be in and out, you know. And sometimes it would snow too much and they'd shut down the roads but you were still stuck there at work. And one night me and my friend Craig, that's how I know how you pronounce it because that's how he said it. Um, Craig <laughs> yeah, he he worked there, too, and it snowed, and, like, they basically shut down the roads, and there was this huge parking lot, like, surrounding, you know, this little tiny gas station truck stop area, because mainly the parking lot was for the, um, you know, truckers to park the big semis, and um, the snow plows actually came in to um, refill Like their tanks and it was all like one of those things where it was like we wanted to build a snowman but where it was just a parking lot like there were no like drifts of snow that were like really really deep where we could actually gather snow like off the asphalt so it was like you know me and Craig going no, you ask them, if see if they'll scrape us up some snow. See if they'll make us a snow pile. See if they'll make us a snow pile. So, you know, <laughs> so we had this little argument and finally one of us, you know, we're all like sheepish, you know, like in our early 20s, like, um, we, we want to play in the snow because we had like zero customers besides the snow pile people, like they had shut down the roads. And we were like, we want to like go to the snowman, play in the snow. Could you like scrape us up a pile of snow? So like the... The um, the person driving the snowplow, like, actually, like, went through the parking lot and, like, kind of <gasps> did it loops and made us this huge pile of snow. So we got all bundled up, and it's, like, four in the morning, and it's still snowing. And we go outside to build a snowman, but the snow was, like, of that variety that doesn't really pack well unless you put water like with it, so that you have to like pack it, like to basically make like hard rock, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you have to pack it. So it's really hard to make like um, round, stackable, conventional <laughs> snowman. <parts. laughs> so we just keep bringing buckets of water out from the. From inside the gas station into the snow and like building onto it until we had like this like five foot shaft in the parking lot. <laughs> but we still wanted it to be taller, so we took the bucket and we just crammed it full. It was like a like a, like a five gallon bucket, and we took uh, snow and water and like if you put something in a bucket, like what shape does it make? If you put it on top of like a shaft, <laughs> like five feet tall. And we made it and then I don't we know took what shape does it make of it. Well we basically made a, a like a six foot snow penis <laughs> in the middle of the parking lot at like three or four in the morning and the only thing like it was it was we started out it was gonna be a snowman but then it just didn't turn out that way so we had no choice but to just go ahead and like use some more snow and make balls and everything.
2: So we, we did... had no choice.
0: No, no,
1: choice. Choice. no choice. I
0: mean, there was no denying it. Going back it, so... inside
1: was not an
4: option.
0: <laughs> so we went ahead and we just made balls for it. And, like, Craig had the bright idea, like, oh, let's pull some branches off these dead bushes over here so we can give it, like, hair on the balls. And so, so we did like that. <laughs> and then you know we went back inside and made breakfast for like the morning crowd because you know in a few hours um they had the you know roads cleared and people came in and like the manager came in that morning and and you know she was just like so hey and we were like hey (laughs) (laughs) she was like so i saw your uh penis and we were like yeah <laughs> and, she, and we were like please don't make us take the penis down and she was like I, if, until somebody says you know unless until there are complaints um, it's fine I think it's awesome so she let like the six foot snow penis stand in the parking lot until finally like somebody was like there's a big dick in your parking lot made a <laughs> snow apparently it's probably hot it and then she let somebody drive a car into it to knock it over so like even that ended kind of awesomely but it was like one of the like most fun nights of like being an adult and actually still playing in the snow and like having the you know so that's the story of this Christmas snow penis
1: hey, hey Rob <laughs> yeah
3: do you want to go a snowman <laughs> <laughs> never again
2: I think Whatever, that would go yeah. over really well in your neighborhood, Rob.
3: Um, well, that's the thing. Like, I would, I would, I'd be worried that I wouldn't make it big enough. You know, because <laughs> the amount of time I feel spend feel inadequate, making, right? And I want to. You know, the amount of time I want to spend making a, a snow penis versus the amount of time I'd need to
1: to do it right is probably
0: exactly. Yeah. You need a lot of time.
1: So Amanda, is this is this um, this ornament that you sent commemorative of that? Is that I don't
0: (laughs) No, No, but I thought if I needed an excuse, the story went well with
4: it. (laughs) Because
1: because my thought my thought was first was like, oh, okay, I I get it now. But then, you know, you were talking and you were like, you know, snow and you got to put water on because you can't make it around. I'm pretty sure you can make clay around. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not an expert. Yeah, you know? it's like as
0: soon as we started like the talking about doing the gift exchanges, I was like, oh, I'm totally going to make some type of dildo out of clay and make it look like Snowman. I knew immediately like what I was going to do.
3: <laughs> I'm glad that we're, we, we rate high enough in your book to send us little clay dildos.
2: <laughs> I'm honored, um, really.
3: <laughs> thinking about it, I think that a box of Snap Pops is a really good exchange for a clay dildo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was it's yeah. A, that was pretty it's fair. not really a
0: dildo. Though. It's a butt plug, really. And it's not either of those things. <laughs> it's a snowman, alright? You just have to get, just stick with that and believe
1: it. It's not really <laughs> a dildo. <laughs> Photos of all these gifts will be available on the Patreon website in just a few short days. Patreon.com slash booked. Yeah, yeah. We're totally taking it that next level and making tons of exclusive content. Some of it just made out of clay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I, see, I don't think... I asked Rob if he wanted to build a snowman. I think Amanda's the only one that got it. What is that? It's from
3: Frozen. He really
4: didn't oh. get it, no. See, I that's what I thought. No. His
1: reaction was like... It.
3: Nope. That's that one thing that everybody likes, right?
1: Frozen? I don't know if everybody likes it is a children's movie <laughs>
4: yeah, how many do. times
2: have you had to watch it livius
4: <laughs>
1: um I, I i had to um <laughs> I've chosen to. how many to. have i today <laughs> um i've seen it i think i think i've seen the whole thing like three times i actually think here's what i think i think that that movie um that that particular song is the better of the songs in that movie, but that's not the one we have to hear like on the fucking radio and shit. So, in the dark over yeah. here,
3: I'm in the dark here. That was a
4: <laughs> scent of
3: a woman reference. Which, by the way, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas. wasn't that like Christmas break or was it Thanksgiving break? <laughs> Damn it, I think it was Thanksgiving. Shit, so close, Patino. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man, i got to find more Christmas movies here. Everybody
1: wants to tear a herring with me. All right, so before we leave, we should probably uh, send it around and see if anybody has any final thoughts or messages they want to share
3: on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I think I want to end this one. I think we should put Amanda right at the front of this one.
2: Absolutely.
1: So we're going to go in alphabetical order. Amanda, final Christmas Um... thoughts.
0: Everyone have a lovely holiday, and you should watch um, lots of Christmas things. And, oh, Operation Paperback. That's a really good thing to mention, like, around Christmas time. I'm going to, like, pull it back into something really nice and say that you should go to the Operation Paperback website and send your old books to the troops that are deployed Mm -hmm. and that are in um, different bases around the country country and that are deployed you have paperbacks there's no requirements or parameters to so like your involvement you just ship them when you have extra books and it's a great great program so that's my who, final
4: who thought.
1: runs this program amanda
0: um that's just the name of the it's just a bunch of volunteers they started in 1999 so it's operation paperback.org i believe And you can just sign up as a volunteer or I'm giving, I'm collecting books. I'm always collecting books to send. And a lot of people are finding out about it. Like around the holidays, it's a good time to find out about it, but you can do it year round. Like just when you have extra books, you can look for an address on the website and mail the books. Like a big batch, like to a certain base or a certain hospital.
4: Wow, so very, it's, very
3: a,
1: good.
0: it's a really great program. Yeah, it's a really great program.
1: Alright. Jesse, if my uh, memory of the alphabet serves me correctly, you are next. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just gonna say hope everyone has a good holiday. Whatever you do, just it's all about fun times, being around the people you love, stuff like that, you know. No stress whatsoever.
1: And pancakes.
2: <laughs> and pancakes, yes, and pancakes.
1: Yeah, I mean I just hope that uh our listeners all have a good holiday season. Um and, and thank you to you guys and happy, happy holidays to you guys. So I imagine that uh we we'll won't be talking to you guys at least until next October. So <laughs> <Have a laughs>
4: Merry Valentine's <Christmas>. Day
1: Spectacular. <laughs>
4: exactly.
1: Where we'll talk about Valentine's Day themed movies. Oh, there's so many well the... we could
2: all go see Fifty Shades of Grey and then
1: oh, we man. could do that
0: if we could all go together that would be fantastic
1: Um, I, I do think that we have to do the gift exchange again mm-hmm. and I actually think that's that we cool. need to expand the gift exchange I, I have some ideas but uh, we'll
3: talk about that
2: closer <laughs> to next Christmas <laughs> that'd be a little more appropriate time for some clay dildos you know a little Valentine's Day action that's
3: right there's never a
0: bad time for talking that talking about
3: expanding It's
2: never an inappropriate time <laughs> wow just remember, Rob. it's a dildo, not your dildo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, b dildo. No possessives. <laughs>
3: Look at that! They really perverted your warm, touching moment, Olivia. I,
4: I know, I know,
1: I know. Rob, <laughs> what do you got, buddy?
3: I think if this episode told you anything, it's that Christmas is definitely what you make it. Um, from me, who is an atheist, raised atheist, never really had the the religious side of things, um, but still. It's a holiday that affects everybody, especially in the United States and definitely people in other countries. Um, Whether you celebrate it for religious reasons or just to placate the family or because it's that thing you do that time of year. um, It's definitely what you make it, but don't feel like you have to, you know, do it a specific way. Just do what makes you happy. Eat your pancakes, make your butt plugs. Um Put a bow on that box of ashes and just enjoy the time with the people that you love. That's what I feel.
1: All right? Before anybody ruins what Rob just said, wanna from booked from from our family to yours, Happy holidays. keep reading.